Hello everybody and welcome to Sound of Play. Wednesday and Sound of Play, we bring you some of our and your favourite pieces from the many video game soundtracks we've enjoyed over the decades. Just me, Leon Cox, and you, the listener, in this Sound of Play. Sound of Play, which is uh, Kane and Rince's spin-off music podcast. And it's a sort of a theme show. It's just uh, an odd number, 81. But uh, Jay, our editor, decided that it might be a nice idea in this in the midst of this long, cold, dark, wet, miserable winter. Miserable for a lot of us, not for everybody, but for a lot of us. Uh, it's been a hard time recently, continues to be. I don't want to go into the reasons why that might be, but we do want to put something fun out there for people to listen to. Following on from Leah and Ryan and their fantastic Katamari Damacy two-hour special last week, if you haven't listened to that yet and maybe you don't know what the deal is with Katamari Damacy's music. You don't need to have played Katamari 
de Massey to enjoy what is a remarkable selection of tunes so that's sound of play 80 if you subscribe as we love you to do you should already have that to listen to if you haven't already and we open this sound of play with what i think is an absolutely beautiful track selected by our community member kid skitsky and uh, that's from planet coaster frontier developments they of elite elite dangerous fame uh, it's their recent title which i believe involves building theme parks in space something like that i'm not not overly familiar with it as you can tell and uh, that was the first exposure i'd had to what seems like a wonderful soundtrack it's available at frontierstore.net slash merchandise slash planet coaster digital ost uh, and kid skitsky's request reads as follows like the game, the Planet Coaster soundtrack is sheer bliss from start to finish. Fans of the Roller Coaster Tycoon series will be familiar with Planet Coaster's core gameplay loop, design your park, build coasters, have fun. But the amount of freedom Planet Coaster gives in making your dream theme park is beyond that of any park management game I've ever played. In the 40 hours I've spent with it, I've made coasters looping through underground cave systems. I made a park built on clouds that float in the air. Right now, I'm working on a park based on the human body. Everything about Planet Coaster is pure, unrestrained fun. So it's only fitting to accompany that fun with an equally uplifting soundtrack. Hearing it brings me back to the childlike wonder of seeing Disney World for the first time. It invokes the awe of visiting a magical land filled with cotton candy and funnel cakes. For this song specifically, we hear the melody whistled over a guitar, followed by syncopated hand claps, trumpets and a group of vocalists to give it a rich texture. It is a cheerful and filled with optimism, remarkable piece. Yes, and that is Jim Guthrie, whose work we featured before uh, from Sword and Sorcery EP. Uh, and this is a collaboration with J.J. Ibsen. So if you'll indulge me, listeners, I haven't had any of my own picks on Sound of Play for a good long while. I've been focusing on uh, my fellow presenters, guest panellists and community picks. But I thought I've got quite a few tracks that I know help lift the gloom sometimes and have been there for me when things have been bleak and bad. And as you probably won't be surprised to hear, some of them are from older video games. Not all of them. In particular, one that sprang straight to mind was a piece we haven't featured before on Sound of Play. It's uh, it's quite short. I'd say the entire soundtrack to this particular arcade machine, Coin-Op, and its many, many ports lasts probably less than five minutes. That's including the high score entry piece, uh, the, uh, the, the the theme, the, the music that plays when uh, you're being too slow, the, the wonderful... Uh, extra life extend piece but this is the introduction and the main theme to the miraculous bubble bobble a game which i often mention i still cite as a game which is for me a great example of a game that hasn't really aged in any meaningful way in 31 years if this came out today as a quotes retro styled indie platformer and it was literally identical to this i would still be raving about it i am absolutely convinced it's not just the core gameplay it's also the presentation simple sprite art but beautifully done 
and the incredible depth that is hidden behind the cutesy surface and the enormous levels of skill that it requires to play through all 100 levels and lest we forget it only counts as a proper completion if you do it in two player thankfully this game is now officially available again only on PS4 currently, uh, but it's part of Hamster Corporation's excellent arcade archive series. So you can download it for £5.79 in the UK or whatever your euro or dollar or wherever else you might be, whatever your currency is equivalent. And for the money, I'd say it's absolutely just a no-brainer to, to purchase. The composer I only just learned, even though I've been listening to this piece of music on a loop uh, internally and externally for for over 30 years is Tadashi Kimijima, who is part of the wonderful Taito in-house band Zuntata, uh, I should say, uh, again, whose work we featured before particularly uh, is the piece from Ninja Warriors, Daddy Mulk. Still don't know what that means. Anyway, this is the introduction. It's a fantastic journey. Bob, Bob, dinosaurs, bubbles, magic, platforming, is an earworm, I'm sure. In video game music news, we hear that uh, ex-Rare composer David Wise is making the soundtrack composing for Sumo Digital's Snake Pass. So Snake Pass is going to be a retro-inspired collectathon platformer for PS4, Xbox One, PC and Switch. Uh, players will slither, curl and climb their way through increasingly challenging worlds filled with intricate obstacles and fiendishly mind-bending challenges, says the press release. So obviously we know Sumo Digital from things like Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, uh, Little Big Planet 3, and uh, earlier they did they handled the ports of things like uh, Outrun 2 and Virtua Tennis. A very safe pair of hands, so I'm interested to see what they'll be doing with this um, with this, uh, with this new IP that makes me instantly think of uh, Retro Studios, Donkey Kong Country Returns and Tropical Freeze, David Wise did that music. So there's definitely a connection there. Uh, so yes, check that out later 
this year when it comes out. Always good to hear from David Wise. Next up, we have another feel-good piece, something very silly indeed. It's uh, from a, a game or series of games we covered on the Cane and Rinse podcast some time ago. Uh, towards the end of our first year, Rhythm Heaven, Rhythm Tengoku. That was Cane and Rinse issue 45. And this has been requested by Gaio Pinto. Specifically, this is from Rhythm Heaven Fever, also known as Beat the Beat Rhythm Paradise, also known as Rhythm World We and originally titled Minano Rhythm Tengoku, Everybody's Rhythm Heaven, I believe, if my Japanese is on point. I've learned every Japanese word I know through video games, or pretty much. Gaio Pinto says, this is a song where smiling monkeys high-five each other over and over. Each monkey is so happy after the high-five that they spend the rest of the song doing a happy dance. Every once in a while, there are punk rock monkeys who join in. They seem like they might be too cool for all of this, but once you high-five them, they dance right along. What's jollier than that? What's jollier indeed? So I'm not sure which version of this you're about to hear. There's audio from in-game, which has the little high-pitched squeaky monkeys and hand claps, or there's the audio which is directly from the soundtrack, which does not feature this. It's just purely the music. Now, I think the monkey noises are more fun, but the audio quality is lower. So we'll see what uh, Jay can come up with. But either way, it's... Uh, extremely twee happy jolly tune we're going to be hearing a lot of twee happy jolly japanese tunes for the rest of this podcast and i hope that's okay with you because it's fine with me this is by tsunku one the soundtrack on that particular rhythm heaven fever beat the beat rhythm paradise is collaboration tsunku is tsunku male symbol is the main credit and then there's also masami yone shinji ushiroda and asuka ito i do not know who did what that is of course a nintendo game developed by Nintendo SPD in collaboration with TNX music recordings because it is a music game i recommend if you haven't got on board with the Rhythm Heaven series before, but you have a 3DS, you can download the uh, Mega Mix version. I think it's called Mega Mix. The Rhythm Heaven, something like that. Anyway, 
see my 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 brain is starting to go yes excellent uh but yes it's it's there it's on 3ds you can buy it from the e-shop or you can buy a physical copy it is a surprisingly affordable for a nintendo first party kind of release it's uh, 24.99 to download and that's not even in a sale so uh you can press tap swipe and clap your way to twee rhythm action fun in that more cuteness from me now this is my next selection this is not only music that makes me happy and i went through two or three selections from this soundtrack before alighting upon this particular one i hadn't really ever paid much attention to the names of the tracks until i was doing this exercise kirby's dream course also known as kirby bowl or kirby's tea shot uh, is a Super Nintendo game from 1994 towards towards the end of the Super Nintendo's life uh, where you play crazy golf, but where the balls are Kirby. It's been made available since on Wii Virtual Console and Wii U Virtual Console. I thoroughly recommend it still as a local two-player game. It's turn-based. It's, it's past the pad if you want. I think you can pass the pad or maybe you need two controllers, but either way, it's it's a lot of fun. Bants can be had as you mock the other player for their their ill fortune or skill. And me and my friend Pete have played this dozens and dozens of times over the last 20 odd years since uh, he first bought a copy. And every time I hear this music, it makes me bop along and smile. And that is the name of the game in this particular sound of play. So please enjoy Space Valley by Hirokazu Ando. sound much more Super Nintendo, Super Famicom, if it tried. And that is a nice feeling for me. It makes me feel warm and cosy and safe and, yeah, uh, blows away the, the miseries of reality in some small way. Now, this next pick I thought was slightly unusual. When I asked the community for picks for their favourite feel-good, grin-inducing tracks, 
this isn't necessarily a piece I was expecting to be picked, but for our regular contributor and requester, Mauricio MM, End of Small Sanctuary by Akira Yamaoka from Silent Hill 3 is, is one of those pieces. He says, a mesmerising and immensely nostalgic track, the song that marks the last moment of innocence in Heather's life. And yes, I suppose that's why I thought maybe it doesn't necessarily scream pure happiness to me. There's a, there's a certain melancholic undertone to it, which you'd expect from a survival horror game. Uh, this is the point where I mentioned I was lucky enough to see Akira Yamaoka in concert with his band late last year. And uh, that was quite a treat. And I have a real appreciation for not only him as a composer of terrifying ambient soundscapes, but also as a guitarist and composer of tunes. So here's one to enjoy from Silent Hill 3 in 2003. small sanctuary we covered the entire silent hill series i guess it was a couple of years ago now we started we started with silent hill one the original on playstation worked our way all the way through including the the wii game shattered memories and the often less well regarded later entries in the series downpour and homecoming uh and yeah silent hill 3 was issue 159 of the cane and rinse podcast Something more overtly gleeful now, and I've featured something from this composer and this set of games before, but I don't think I've featured this track. I didn't check too hard because I didn't really care if it's a repeat because I wanted to play it again. This is Mr. Driller's theme, our Denton version, because it's the longest and most elaborate composition bearing the name. There are lots of variations on the Mr. Driller's theme. There's like a 20s tinkly piano version, which turns into a really heavy throbbing uh, drum and bass kind of piece. I, I don't know if it's drum and bass as in the genre of music, but it has a drum and a bass in it. I'm 44 and a half, you know. Uh, but yes, the prodigiously talented Goshina 
is the man behind this and he also does a lot of stuff for the Ace Combat games, lots of stuff for Tekken and uh, also Taiko no Tatsujin, Tales of Legendia, various other things for the Namco stable. Uh, he's obviously a big fan of jazz and jazz violin in particular. And when I first played Mr. Driller back in 1999, I bought an import copy for the Dreamcast. It was also a coin-op and there was also a PS1 version. Not too much to distinguish, uh, distinguish them all, but uh, Dreamcast was th was the way to go if if you wanted the the most features and the highest resolution graphics. But yeah, I was I was blown away because I bought this game based on an Edge review, eight out of ten, saying it was this really compelling new puzzle game. It came out of the Dig Dug lineage, and uh, it seemed like a nice simplistic kind of throwback game in that it was just simply four controls up, down, left, right, and dig. And yeah, I found it hugely compelling. Great high score game. There's been umpteen sequels and variants since. But I was just blown away by this soundtrack. It's uh, it really, it's so intricate and exquisitely composed and gleeful for this, yeah, for this simple little puzzle game. And uh, yeah, it's like, I mean, Katamari Damacy is a more complicated game, I suppose, but it, it has a similar thing going on in that it's this kind of rather rather cute sweet thing but with this really well considered and curated and yeah kind of complex soundtrack but yeah i just love this piece i could listen to this on a loop uh, forever and please have a listen yourself see if you like it mr driller's theme ardenton version wish that was twice as long possibly three times as long but uh, the incomparable Goshina there with Mr Driller now uh, I make no apologies for the fact that we feature several Nintendo tracks in this show any more than I also noticed after I put the sound the, the, the this sound of play track listing together that we mainly feature Japanese composers apart from the very first track there's just a real thing in Japanese video game music about making this happy feel-good stuff uh, and I'm not saying there aren't loads of fantastic western examples but these are the ones that people requested and came to my mind it just so happened that a nine out of the ten were Japanese compositions I should also say that uh, since I put this track list together for this sound of play we had a number of other requests following my shout out for feel-good tracks so I think we'll do another one of these in the near future because why not so yeah this is also from the Nintendo stable 
and it's requested by Jobo Bonobo, who says, when you mentioned you were doing a happy song special, one track instantly leapt to my mind. While it might not have the wow factor of the Galaxy games, Super Mario 3D World is a worthy addition to the Mario series. The four-player co-op led to some great nights in with friends, and it had just enough invention and charm that it was a real highlight of the Wii U library for me. One thing I always adored about it was its jazz-laden soundtrack, which offers a fun, breezy counterpoint to the sweeping majesty of the Galaxy titles. There is one track in particular that immediately burrowed itself into my brain and refuses to budge. That is Athletic 2 by the one and only Koji Kondo himself. Also referred to as Chainlink Charge after the rather infamous first level in which this tune plays, this piece shows that Mr Kondo still has it in him to create short, catchy little earworms that will remain in your head after the first listen. Here's hoping Super Mario Odyssey has similar classic toe-tappers in its soundtrack. Athletic 2 or Chainlink Charge by Koji Kondo from Super Mario 3D World 2013. That game is getting older. He said, stating the bleeding obvious. In video game news, I hope that there will still be tickets available for Symphonic Odyssey's London. The London Symphony Orchestra performs an homage or a homage, as it says here. I'm not sure if my grammar is correct or theirs. To a certain composer that we featured many times, Nobuo Uematsu. Celebrating the life and work of one of video games' greatest ever composers, Symphonic Odysseys London is the first ever UK concert dedicated solely to the music of Nobuo Uematsu, featuring breathtaking orchestral arrangements of some of Uematsu-san's most popular melodies, including themes from Blue Dragon, The Last Story, Lost Odyssey, and of course Final Fantasy. Symphonic Odyssey's London is an unforgettable journey through 30 glorious years of video game music. That sounds like a real treat. I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can afford to make it. But I really, really hope that when you hear this, if you weren't aware of that already, uh, there are still tickets available. If not, I humbly apologise. Now, something less grand and symphonic, but no less important to me. This came to mind while I was thinking of Bubble Bobble a couple of years later. 
a slightly different development team, but I'm sure there were at least one or two uh, crossovers. It's a different composer anyway. Taito made another very cutesy, quite challenging, to say the least, platformer, starring what I would say, if I had to rank the cutest video game characters of all time, is probably right up there. Tiki, the Kiwi, who's a little fluffy yellow fellow. Uh, and Yasuko Yamada is the composer on this one. Again, we're going to hear the... It's about 1 minute 40 seconds. Again, it's the introduction where you get the little... Uh, vignette showing the story behind the game which is where the big walrus kidnaps all the little kiwis in his big sack and runs off with him and leaves tiki to play through these really yeah quite challenging levels quite a lot of levels i can't remember exactly how many uh shooting ballooning swimming his way to rescue his buddies his family and whoever else classic game sadly not currently available on arcade archives i've I sometimes just tweet Hamster, even though their account's all in Japanese. I sometimes just at them and say, Rainbow Islands, New Zealand story, stuff like that, just in the hope that uh, it has, you know, if they've bought the if they, they've bought the rights to the back catalogues rather than individual games, maybe they can just say, okay, yeah, there's somebody asked for New Zealand story, so let's make that the next one we put out. But I don't know what their internal decision-making system is. But anyway, this is ridiculously twee and cute and high-pitched. And it, again, has been an earworm of mine for 29 years or so. So I hope, I hope it works for you. So Yasko Yamada also provided music for the East games, I believe, as well as some of the other Puzzle Bubble and Bubble Bubble, Bubble Symphony, Bubble Memories games, and that incredibly infectious New Zealand story soundtrack. Remember, please do venture over to the forum at canorince.com slash forum, or you can at us on Twitter at canorince. Use the hashtag sound play if you want. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Rinse, of course. Uh, you can, I think you can just post a message on there or, uh, or or post on the board, write to the board. How does it work? I sound really old, don't I? Uh, I'm well on top of social media. 
and uh, and all that stuff. But yeah, basically, the message is, if you want a particular piece played on Sound of Play, request it. Let us know. Tell us. It doesn't have to be a favourite, but that's fine. We really hope it is. But also, we like to hear your tracks that are real oddments, curios, things that are unusual, that are worth pricking our ears up for might might make the listeners go what on earth is this we're listening to perhaps not unlistenably painful but uh, but something that might make you laugh or or uh, or raise an eyebrow uh, yes yeah, so do continue to send those requests in we'll continue to include a selection on each regular sound of play please subscribe on iTunes if you don't already leave us a review or rating if you haven't already sound of play still lacking in iTunes reviews and ratings they're really really helpful sound of play is bubbling down in the lower reaches of the video games podcast top 200 but it's uh, still lagging a long way behind its older brother Kane and Rince so we'd love to see sound of play head up the charts so please uh, give us a give us a review rating doesn't we're not demanding five stars or even overt praise but uh, if you do enjoy what we do you could do that or you could even contribute to the ongoing venture that is Kane and Rince and Sound of Play by donating a dollar a month or whatever you can afford whatever you think's right to patreon.com slash Kane and Rince and we thank you for that we thank all of our community contributors keep them coming one such request. This is an unusual one. Speaking of curios, this is not from a game. It's from, well, firmware, I suppose. Uh, Stanshall requests. This might sound silly, but the 3DS theme shop and theme always gets me grooving from the very first synth stab. I love how the kick drops out and then comes back in a little earlier than you might expect. Gets me every time. Again, sounds daft, but one of my favourite gaming memories of the past year was getting a 3DS just before a long-awaited holiday to Bordeaux with the missus. One night we had a bottle of fizz while getting ready to go out and ended up dancing round our room to some tunes, taking it in turns to pick. I put on the theme shop tune and we had a great laugh and a boogie. I'll always associate it with that holiday and that evening. So from the 3DS or 2DS console, uh, this launched in 2014, is the theme shop music.
if you're wondering where you know that from, it's from the theme shop on your 3DS. Possibly you've never even been into the theme shop on your 3DS. I, it's not. I, I don't tend to buy themes. Uh, if I get free ones, I've got I've got a Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix one. If that's I still can't remember if that's what the game's actually called, and a couple of others that I've had free with demos or, or free with purchases. But there are some there are some definitely cool ones in there. But it's I I I still balk at spending real money on digital. What's the word? I know some people say vanity items, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't really say it's vanity. It's just it's sort of decorations. And in a way, as somebody who values video games very highly, there's no, it's no better or worse than buying something physical with your cash. But um, yeah, I just haven't done that. Anyway, the theme shop is there on your on your console, and I don't know who composed the tune, but I do know that Kazumi Totaka composes a lot of the music for the Nintendo various shops and uh, other channels and things like that. Certainly did on the Wii, and of course is most most well-known probably for inspiring Tota KK, the the wonderful uh, disco dog, guitar-playing dog from the Animal Crossing games and composing the majority, the lion's share of the music for Totoka and, of course, his famous little tune that he squirrels into various various Nintendo products. Well, we're already at the end, and when thinking about feel-good tracks, this one sprang to mind fairly quickly. Uh, I think it will for many of you, and... It's one of those where I had to think, have we not really not played this before? But I really don't think we have. So Takanobu Mitsuyoshi is the composer who started off on games like G-Lock and GP Rider, but was soon writing for Virtual Racing and Outrunners and Virtual Fighter 2 and Sega Rally and, of course, Daytona USA. And what else could we finish a feel-good special with than Sky High from that famous AM2 1993 coin-op. Uh, if you want uh, to extend your good time, good vibes, good feeling that this podcast hopefully has brought you, not just too many irritating twee <laughs> earworms, search for uh, Takanobu Mitsuyoshi on YouTube and find him. Actually, there is uh, there are videos of him basically karaokeing the Daytona main theme and he is just a total dude it's uh he looks like he's having the best time of his life and fair play to him i, I don't know how often he sings the daytona theme it was composed 24 years ago now or thereabouts but there was me always thinking that those hugely long high-pitched extended daytonas that feature heavily in that song would have just been him singing it once and then reusing the same sample over and over again. Probably was in the game, but on this karaoke version, he sings it live all the way through, including all that stuff, all the emotive stuff, all the verses with some frankly astonishing lyrics. And uh, yeah, that is another... Uh, it'll be a nice addition to this podcast as something else to it'd be very hard to come away from watching uh, Mitsuyoshi sing that theme and not and not finish up with a smile on your face but until sound of play 82 Ryan will be back and your host uh, with who else I do not know at this point uh, it's just leaves me Leon to say goodbye and enjoy sky high blue blue skies
I wanna 